This is Dojo Live, Tech Without Borders, stories that bring us together. Hello and welcome to the first episode of Dojo Live this week. It is Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023, and my name is Kim Lantis. Joining me as co-host is America Guerrero. Hey, Kim. Hey, Adrian. 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 Adrian, Adrian. We're, what are we going to say? Are we doing English today? Spanish today? <laughs> Whichever works for me. Whichever works. We're going to do this in English because the majority of our audience are English speakers. Okay. But our guest today is Adrian Marquez, who is the founder of Agaru. Uh, Adrian, thank you so much for joining us all the way over in the East, Toronto. Um, it's going to be a great conversation today. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm always happy to spread the word. Awesome, awesome. So today's conversation is really about helping talent rise, focusing on gratitude, tech, and hospitality, specifically for a social impact. But before we dive too deep, we do really kind of want to get to know you better, Adrian. What's your story? Uh, what's your passion? And what sort of led up to the founding of Agaru? Uh, well, thank you, Kim. I started in hospitality when I was very young, and somewhere along the way, so it was part of it was going to be part of my studies, and I ended up going to university and staying in hospitality just when I finished college. And twenty years later, I'm still in hospitality. I did finish university though, which my mom was very proud of, and I'm very happy about too. Uh, and university, I came across the studies of a particular gentleman, Philip Bourgeois, that actually went and lived with crack dealers in the ghetto in New York City to understand why people do it. It's fascinating research because nobody could figure out why. And a big part of his research went deep down. He lived with them, amongst them, learned their ways and their social circles and what they value. And he realized that he uh, there's a lot of very, very talented, smart, hardworking people, but they didn't have a way out of that world. And the people people sold crack not because it yes it was an economic benefit and because there were very few alternatives but also because money was a proxy the money they got was a proxy for respect the respect of their peers and their social circle and that is really what fueled them because at the end of the day isn't it what we all do what we do we want the respect of others and of our peers and of our, of our social circle or society. So that, that got me really thinking because I noticed in hospitality, there's a lot of very hardworking, very talented people that could be very smart, but they don't have the papers or the access to education or formal education anyway. So if there was a way to combine that talent with the real needs of the world of the, in a way that they can, where people can prove who they are and the talents they have, I think that's a real game changer. So that's what got me starting to Agaru. I'm not a tech person by any means. I do love technology, but uh, I just figuring out how to make the system work and putting it all together took surprising time and effort and a bit of money. But it's been a labor of love, and I, you know, it makes me very happy. And just to think that it, this could help people one day to achieve the next level in their life, beyond okay. governments, beyond institutions. It was, it's just the effort of the person. I, I think that's the best way of helping people. All right. So this is all about hospitality, tech, and heart. So who is Agaru? What are you? What is your platform about? What are you accomplishing? What's the problem you're solving exactly? 
Uh, well, uh, to begin with, agaro in Japanese means to help something rise, to lift something up, amongst other things. But that's meaning we're trying to focus on. And the idea is that with agaro, people will have a platform where customers vote for the staff directly. And with this, the staff can have a record, like an Uber rating, where they can say, hey, I'm a five star. You're going to train me, you're going to hire me, you're going to give me a raise, or I'm going to walk because other people will hire me. And the idea is that now that you have a talent record, this will open access to opportunities, as I was saying, just maybe training, maybe other jobs, maybe even parallel to hospitality, because the skills that you learn in hospitality and you have to develop the soft skills, well, so-called soft skills, they are in a way very, very difficult to learn as well and to manage. So if you have a record like this, the idea is that one day it will open doors that might change lives. Uh, the problem that we're solving is that in hospitality, it is very, very difficult to know if the person does a good job. There is very little metrics when it comes to guest satisfaction, surprisingly. You know that the person, what skills that the person are bringing, and you know that the benchmarks of the customers at the end of the day, because everybody has an idea, different idea of what great hospitality is or should be or should feel like. So matching those, it's very challenging. But if you can find someone that it's great at reading people and can deliver those experiences that the people are expecting, well, that's just magic. And that's where the money is for both the enterprises and the team. And as we have seen, without, without staff, a, a hospital, sorry, a, a restaurant, a hotel, it's just a pile of bricks. It is the that is true. in there that actually make it work. That is absolutely true. So let's dive in real quick. We'll, we'll dive into the platform, how it works, um, and go a lot deeper here in just a second. But let's just talk about the questions that we're hoping to answer today. Yes, the questions are, how do soft skills impact the future of hospitality management? Can the recognition and appreciation of soft skills challenge the focus of monetary gain and potentially question the principles of capitalism? Let's see. I don't know. All right. So let's Whoa. talk about, go ahead, go ahead. So maybe let's just step back. I think most of our viewers have this idea of soft skills, but let's maybe define that from, from the get-go. When we say soft skills, what are we specifically talking about? Soft skills is basically the ability to empathize with people, listen well, and deliver experience, experiences based around that. For example, it is the person that listens well to you and can give you exactly what you're looking for, even though you were you didn't know that's what you were looking for. It's a bit of sales, it's a little bit of psychology, but it's also a very human, it, it takes a very human spirit in a way, or learning how to tap into that. And the soft skills are considered unmeasurable because there's no real test that you can do on people, right, at the same time. They are not something, it's not coding and not every interaction is gonna be exactly the same. So you have to have that particular awareness to develop and to deploy your talents. Your I, I think it's knowledge. interesting that you use the word deploy um, because in some ways it, there is a, there might be an innate nature to some people who are better at the soft skill side, but there's yeah. also something that we have to activate, right? Or deploy. I mean, I, I do no longer do, but I have, I worked um, as a caterer for many years. I've worked as a waitress for many years. And obviously there's days like anyone and anything where you're just like, I'm not feeling it today. I'd rather not. <laughs> but when your livelihood depends on it, and especially in a tip culture, 
right? We have to activate these soft skills. And it's awesome to be able to be recognized for that. I remember always thinking when I was serving people, and especially in the higher end places, this might be, um, maybe I'm wrong in this, but I remember thinking I could always get a sense of the customers that I was serving who had previous work in places like this, who sort of made themselves versus being born into where they are today, right? I think there's something else that we feel differently um, and that maybe comes down to empathy. What's I your take on that? what it comes down to for sure. Once, once you've walked the, the hospitality shoes, uh, it, it would be very, very hard or not right if you can't empathize with people that work in the trade. Something that I have in experience, I was born in Cancun, and is that hospitality is not the same when you are in the south of the country here in Mexico, and it is different when you go north. Well, something that I saw when I went to Chihuahua is that hospitality, the way that you communicate with people, it's different. And for example, in Cancun, if you want to survive, if you want to get really good tips, you have to be really uh, smiley person, you have to be uh, so human person if you want to get more money. So this question, the capitalism, that the principles can change. Uh, how does it work? It depends with the human behavior, depending on where are they located or how does it work? I, I think hospitality in general, well, I used to work with a chef that uh, Chris McDonald years ago that he said that hospitality is not a hobby. It takes a special character and a special type of person in a way. Now, to transform the exchange of goods for services, I think it's going to be more on the how do people relate to the companies, how the companies understand the staff. Because once we give staff a proof of they have very particular talents that are worth money, because somebody that was, who is, like so you say, very hospitable, very engaging with, with the person, and they make them feel very welcome, those, those people will return. Like, absolutely, absolutely. And if you get back service, there is no amount of decor or the this or the chef or that or the other. It's not going to work. The money really is in the human interactions. Now, Yeah, it, it does come down to service. Absolutely, absolutely. And then, so if we can give people a proof uh, of their skill, it, again, we are starting at a very different conversation. It's not just, oh, I just need to find 10 people. No, you're going to find the best people that you can, and you're going to take your chances. Either people are rated a little less, you're going to pay them a little less and take a chance, or you're going to pay, just go to the top and hire the best that you can, and those people are going to have a very different livelihood and potential as well. For sure. So let's talk about how we're able to make people who work in the hospitality industry um, marketable. How does Agaru work? What does this platform look like? And how can we encourage you know, our listeners and others to participate in this? Yes, the idea is that everyday customers, wherever you go, it could be a coffee shop, could be a restaurant, could be high-end, could be the taco corner, taco place in the corner, that they just do a great job. They're a hospital, they're fun, and you want to go back again and again. So you go and, onto the platform, onto Agaru, and you vote for either the person that served you or you vote for the team in general. Either either counts. Uh, with this, we start a record, and, and it's all in autocomplete. You can you start punching in the address or the location, and it will pop up from assisted by Google. Then you you tell me one to five stars. You punch in your email if you want to be rewarded. We'll get to the rewards, and send it. 
So with that, we start a record for the person or the team. And we also send the person actual paper letter telling them, you know what, somewhere out there in the world notice that you do a great job, keep it up. Because that never happens. There's never that kind of a recognition. And also for the manager of that person, we send them a letter telling them, hey, this person does great work. We never met them, but we know they do good, good work. Hang on to them. They're a superstar. And then the person receiving the, the yeah, the staff gets, gets on a QR code. With that, they could create a profile on our system, a little more thorough. So where have you worked? Where are you working now? Maybe a picture. And with that, people can vote for them directly. So wherever they go in the world, whatever other jobs next they have, they'll be able to say, hey, please do me a favor. It's like a, trip, a combination between TripAdvisor and LinkedIn. Then, Funnily enough, those are both the two platforms that were coming to my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then for the company, we tell them, listen, this is our platform. And in our platform, you'll be able to tell how your team is performing on a daily, monthly, weekly basis. We aggregate all the team team votes, and that way you create a dashboard for the company. So that we can say, okay, this team combination works out really well. Maybe this combination needs a little more work. There's also subcategories that we can customize, things like timing and product knowledge and the greeting and whatever you the, the company might think it's important to them. But also it's so important for the staff to know also how am I performing? What am I missing? Because a lot of the time you, the people leave and you assume they did a good job, but you don't know. Maybe you were short on this or the timing was not great or your greeting needs a little more work. And that's the information that really helps you get better at your job. We also provide the staff with resources for free so that they can develop their skills. Okay, how do I learn about sales? How do I become more grounded? How do I get home? When I come home at the end of the day, it was a really long day and I'm all wired up. How do I decompress without drugs or alcohol, which are also a whole other topic in the industry. But the idea is to give people a holistic solution to help them help themselves. It's amazing that it helps you to improve your work, but I can see that there is also a benefit with companies so they can reduce the turnover, right? If exactly. they are happy, they stay there. How does that impact or what have you seen? Uh, well, it's, it's been interesting. The, the ones in the, we did a pilot program in Texas with a group of restaurants there. And there was one gentleman whose votes were just off the charts compared to everyone else. So that's definitely talent. What you do with him or not depends on the company as well. And for the person themselves too, right? Do I want to stay here? Am I happy here? Are they, why well, you feel treated with dignity and respect or because I have this, I can find myself other opportunities. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So who's your target user? Is this something that you're um, selling to the hospitality industry, to the businesses, the hotels, the restaurants, et cetera? Or right. is this something that an individual, you know, I'm a server and I want to create my account. Who's Who has the control here? Well, they both have a little control. That's the other thing. Because normally there's a lot of software that works within hospitality enterprises like Medallia. But it, that information only stays inside the company. It doesn't travel. And with this, the staff can vote out, can opt out. It's their data. They can opt out of the of the of the combination of the votes. And it's more, we are really gearing towards the enterprises. You need to you want to know how your team performs. 
and you want to be able to retain and ensure that you have talent because spotting talent is very very difficult especially when there's no metrics so that's what we're offering and we have a sliding scale smaller restaurants smaller places will pay something symbolic and it just scales up depending on the team size mm -hmm. yeah and i think it's interesting too like in the terms of the individual um you know where we are here uh, the sponsor of dojo live is ancora we are a great place to work certified that's a a, you know, a renowned certification that speaks to you as a business, but also for job seekers, right? Like, is this a company that I would or maybe not uh, want to, to enter, you know, something like Glassdoor or all these other places that we can reference, you know, what the, the culture, the ambiance of the workplace is. So is this kind of your ultimate goal? Like, what's the rating not of the individual, but also the establishment on Agaru? Oh, yes. Oh yes, you, there's nothing to stop you for voting for your boss, for your boss as well. And again, feedback is hard to get and hard to receive, but it's an important part of how a company works and what makes it work better. Right, and I think there's this third ingredient here, and the most important part, I suppose, beyond the actual, um, you know, beyond the workers, and that's the clients, the customers of hospitality. So the people who are eating in your restaurants, staying in your hotels. Um, lots of other places are we talking about beauty parlors? I mean, first of all, what's the limit and what's the definition of hospitality, but also how do you get those customers or those, those users involved? Um, how do we vote, so to speak, or score on a garden? Well, right now I'm just relying on word of mouth and it's been a hardcore number of participants that have just voted for wherever they travel and they, Here's what it comes down to. It's also a form of expressing gratitude, right? And gratitude is not, in this case, is not just saying thank you or getting a tip because the tip is just a dollar today. But with, with that gratitude, and we're putting gratitude in digital terms, it's a very, you're really truly helping somebody's life, not just today, but in their career as well to help build a career. And so to, Long story short, it's, I depend on participation of everyday people, wherever you go, you come across people who are talented. And then the staff themselves, once they get the letter, I, I found that they, uh, that encourages them to ask for votes for participation from their customers. So our goal would be that ideally the staff is the one asking for participation from customers. And then for every 10 votes that customers sent me, I send them a bottle of wine. What? Oh yeah. Ten votes and you get a bottle of wine. Yep. <laughs> uh, All right, well, well, sign me up. I'm going to agaru.me. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All I need to know is your email so I can know that it was you that's sending me the vote. Down the road, we will have a little more sophisticated system to keep track of that. But yeah, ten votes. And the more you vote, of course, the wine gets a little better and better. One of my friends now gets a grower champagne when he is pretty happy about that. So... What a good service. Um, speaking yeah. of languages, when Kim opened the platform on her cell phone, it was in English. For me, it was in Spanish. Mm -hmm. What about German? For example, I, I want to give a feedback. Is the platform translating everything or, or how does it work? No, for now, we only have it in Spanish and English and Italian. I might do German in the future, but it's to be determined. And I send the letters in English. So I have votes from 17 countries at this point, from hundreds and hundreds of letters went out to the world, all in English. So hopefully they found someone that speaks English 
I could translate for them and you know tell them, hey, they did a great job. Keep it up. I love it. Um, is there the the opposite of this? You did a great job. I love it. This expression gratitude, but is there also the the flip side of I was not satisfied. These are the things that you could do to do better. I mean, how are we creating sort of that candor as well? Yeah, so I try to be gentle about it, but sometimes people need to hear it, right? And tell them, listen, they did not have, there was not the best experience possible. And come to the site, here are resources that can help you improve your skills. There's different categories you can go into. As I said, there's sales, there's uh, teamwork, communication, how to listen to people well. And, and I also have a, a little bit of my, what I've learned in 20 years of hospitality and how to approach, how to triage people, all the systems that I have in my head that if I can share that with people and that I can help other people, well, I think that's the way up. So hospitality is everywhere, right? In every vertical, you will find that there is a customer service element. So you don't know, you don't need to be necessarily a hotel to have this platform. It could be gaming, tech, uh, agriculture, everywhere. I don't know about agriculture, but retail for sure. As we were saying, hairdressers, massage, massage therapists, all of those people that still interact with people. And that would be definitely one of the one of the ways we can do about it. Perfect. Who do you find you're most involved with? I mean, when I think of hospitality, maybe it's just because of my background in, you know, as a server, as a waiter, waitress, um, what are we called now? I don't even know the PC term. It's been a long time, server. Yeah, or a hostess. I mean, most of what comes to my mind is restaurants or um, hotels. what else is out there in terms of who are, who's using Agaru? Well, there's been beauty. cafeterias, okay. uh, coffee shops, uh, retail. Somebody's having votes for a bank in Burma. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a car mechanic apparently in Malaysia does really great work. I love it. Yeah, so uh, there's lots of potential, lots of room for growth. And also a part of the big... Part of what I want to do as well is once whatever comes in in form of revenue is going to go back to the people that participate in the platform, especially the staff. For example, here in the developing world, $5 a month, it's nothing, right? It's really whatever, pocket change. But in a developing country, that could be really life-changing for somebody who is doing good on his work and is participating in the platform. So with that, I'm hoping that if we can encourage people, again, to improve themselves and to continue their education. Maybe it's not a formal education, but it is a form of education and training that they can do themselves on their own time. Yeah, and I think that's that's a good point. I mean, there is this idea of, you know, individuals where hospitality is their passion, this is their end all. And I think the individuals that you were speaking a bit to at the beginning as well, where it's like we happen to be in the hospitality industry because I'm not sure of where else you know is available to me uh so do you have any is i don't know if you're too early on still or if there's sort of these success stories of maybe this revelation right of like wow again and again and again i'm being told that i'm great at xyz um 
you're great with my children or whatever that might be. And like, and this eye opening experience of maybe I should get into a path to become an educator, let's say, or whatever. Do you have any uh, stories to tell like that at this point? It's a bit early, but I have come across people in the city that have gotten my letters and they were like, oh my God, you know what? Your letter made my month, made my week or whatever. They really made a little difference in their lives. Yeah, the, the, the motivation to get out of bed today. <laughs> yeah, 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 right in their days in some kind of way. I love it. That's beautiful. You know, we, we talked, I think we're coming to the final few moments of the show today, and I wanted to bring it back to you, Adrian, as an individual entrepreneurship. I know you have, I think, between 20, 30 years in the hospitality industry. Mm. Um, Agaru isn't your first rodeo. Uh, what's this been like for you in, in terms of coming up with ideas, landing on something and going through that, that adventure, any kind of words of wisdom you might have for fellow uh, entrepreneurs well, it, out there? It, it's a wild ride, but my grandma was also an entrepreneur. And so I, I've seen it before. And she was always an inspiration to me. She was way ahead of her time. And in, in many ways, now I'm seeing the same pattern 10 years ago. I used to work for a startup when we were trying to do food delivery on web portals. Super common now, right? But 10 years ago, the idea that it was possible just did not click in people's heads. The technology is not that much different, but it just didn't click. So now I'm seeing that as well. When I pay Chagaro to companies, they're like, what do you mean people are going to vote for the team and they're going to have a record? And I get a, it just seems too foreign in a way. So, I know that it will work. I know that I am early on, but one day it's going to be a standard. There's going to be a system like this somewhere around in the world. Uh, the United Nations also loved the idea. So we were considered, yeah, one of the top innovative startups in the world for hospitality. So I know I'm on the right track, but I've, I've done other ventures. I, one point I was selling wine to Japan, I exported Canadian wine to Japan. And that was a crazy ride too. I learned the whole from production costs to putting it up on a shelf in Tokyo in a retail store, the whole bit. So that was my MBA in the School of Hard Knocks. Would I do it again? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> it was a very expensive MBA, but uh, I learned a lot. And also the importance of being just ready to learn new things and give it all your best and stay focused. Because the entrepreneurship is going to be so many things thrown at you, things you didn't expect, the, the known unknowns as well, things that you have no way you could have had no way of no way, but it will happen, and you have to be ready for that too. So I, if you have a high tolerance for risk, then go for it. If you don't, entrepreneurship is just not for you. That's, are there any books that you do yeah you recommend for those who want to? start that entrepreneurial journey uh there's blue ocean out there also if you can if there's a chapter in your city founder institute it was very very useful for that it's an accelerator then they take you through the paces of uh, what is in a, an enterprise it's a real grind but a really really great resource uh, i also like setting the table by danny mayer it's a book in hospitality but i think the, the lessons can travel quite well all right. Thank you. I guess my last question as we kind of go move to sign off today is what's your experience in getting, let's talk about people, I guess, a little bit. Um, 
is how is this not just one more thing, right? I don't, I don't know if the general population is always, you know, writing reviews, participating in TripAdvisor or other places. What is it about the humanity side or the individuals or how can we encourage each other to actually look beyond ourselves and become more involved in the lives of the people around us, even if it's just for that one or two hours experience that we had with them? What, what does this say about people? humanity in general ah that's a tough one but yes i think the interactions as we develop more technology we're gonna have to be even more human because we we still do things and can do things that machines will never be able to and one of the things is to be able to empathize with others and again expressing gratitude it's it's the greatest things for your soul and gratitude i think is one of the nicest feelings that a human can express and Again, you can say thank you to a machine, but the machine is never, I won't mean nothing to a machine, but thank you to a, mach to a human. And a, again, a, your light the little effort that it takes for you to vote for a person in the system and tell them thank you and put it out on a digital form, it's going to be very, very important. And as, I, as I'm hoping, potentially life changing for the better. I love that. I think you're right. Um, even as technology grows, we're, we're going to have to become more more human and, and hopefully the better side of humanity. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Adrian, so much for sharing your experience with us, your knowledge with us, to for sharing all about Agaru with us. Uh, for those viewers out there, check it out, agaru.me. Uh, and you can go ahead and vote for the individuals who have helped you have a better day and let them know that you can make their day better, right? With a thank you, a shine of gratitude and vote 10 times and you get that bottle of wine as well. Yeah, everybody wins. <laughs> everybody wins. Perfect. Yes. Stick around, Adrian, as we uh, go off air here in just a minute. But before we do, we'd like to share what we've got coming up tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow we're going to have a conversation with Mahav Kurana, head of data science at an analytics at Rubai. And the topic is going to be AI at the heart of sustainability. How can we unleash AI's potential to transform the circular economy for the greener tomorrow? Don't yeah. miss the show tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific. I love it. I mean, it's both um, a different spin, but both shows this week are very future forward thinking, I think. And that's, that's a great coming out. Mm -hmm. Thank you oh, again, Adrian. Thank yeah. you very much for having me. Yes. It was a pleasure. Take care, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow right here at Dojo Live, 10 o'clock Pacific. Check out past episodes, transcripts, blogs, and more on our website, dojo.nearsoft.com.